Hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring life change through Christ to all people. And we believe that happens when people say yes to Jesus, do life together, get in the game, and leave a legacy. We hope this podcast inspires and challenges you to grow in your faith. Subscribe to ensure you don't miss a single episode and share it with someone you know who may need it. Again, thank you for joining us today. Now let's get to this week's episode. You know, I've been, uh, in my time of uh, growing up and getting older, I begin to notice some things. Okay, I begin to, begin to see things a little more clearly. And one of the things that I'm about to say about life, for those of you who are more seasoned or more well-marinated than me, this is not going to come as a surprise to you. Okay, but bear with me, okay, because I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still learning some things. And one of the things that I am learning in this life, especially now that I have an eight-month-year-old child, is that life is all about rhythms. Life is all about rhythm. And from the time that we're born, the time that uh, we ha- life is all about rhythm. Everything in our society is about rhythms. We have algorithms that help you become more famous on Instagram. We have, we have algorithms to help you become famous on TikTok. We have rhythms and studies of showing when people are online, when people are offline. We have natural ebbs and flows, ups and downs throughout our life. I mean, just look at our music. Our music is made out of rhythms. Uh, our sports, our sports, if, you, if, you, if you're a football fan, you know that your teams are going to play a certain way up to the point of where they have their bye week, their off week, and what's, they're going to make changes after that, and things are going to go up and down. You can kind of see the rhythm of the teams as they, as they go throughout the season, because one team all of a sudden gets, starts having a lot of luck, or they cheat a lot, one of the two, we're not sure. But all of a sudden they have a lot of luck and they're starting to pick up certain games that they shouldn't have won, uh, especially if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know all about that. I'm just kidding, sorry. All right, you know all about that stuff. Basketball, basketball is known as a game of runs where one team will go on a run and score a lot of points and then all of a sudden there's a lull and then another team will go, the other team will go on a run of points and it all comes and it's all back and forth back and forth until whoever has that last run at the end our sports have rhythms the stock market has rhythms we look at our stock market it goes up 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 and then we wait for it to crash and then it comes back up and then it crashes again it's a repeated cycle it has a rhythm our money has a rhythm a very specific one. It comes in and it goes out. At least that's what I've noticed. It comes in, I pay my tithe, and all of a sudden it's gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But what it's, it has different places it goes to, but it's still a rhythm. Our lives are made up of rhythms. When, uh, when the time you're a baby, parents are trying to get you into a rhythm of sleeping at night and being awake during the day. There's a rhythm of when meal times are. There's the rhythm of when you're you're a baby or you are trying to learn how to walk. That one foot in front of the other, that pace, that cadence. Because at first, like my child the other day decided he wanted to pull himself up on one, one couch and then tried to transfer to another chair. And clearly his rhythm is not there yet. And... He took literally one step and then tried to cross his foot over the other and doop, <laughs> fell, fell right over, which thankfully he laughed at. I don't know. 
he hit his head and started laughing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a scary thing, but we're, we're going we're gonna to find out. Just pray for him. So we'll see. Um, that rhythm of learning how to walk, the rhythm of getting into preschool and kindergarten and, and, start, and starting off going to school for half a day and then going home and to play. And then the rhythm as you get older, the rhythm of balancing school, sports, clubs, and homework, that rhythm of your first job. Balancing school and work, but then understanding how that work day goes and knowing that, that feeling of when it's about time to punch out. That the rhythm of those late nights on the phone with that special somebody and learning their rhythms. The rhythm of marriage, dating, the wedding, the honeymoon phase. That first challenge, that first fight, that first makeup, and then the cycle continues, especially if you're a husband. <laughs> You mess up, and then you make up. Like, that, like that's how it works. There's a rhythm in, in these things. There's a rhythm in that first pregnancy where you're having to figure things out, where things are changing, and your world is being flipped upside down. It, then it comes full cycle to you being trained in the new rhythm of the new baby that wants you to be awake every two hours and wants you to take care of its needs. Life is all about rhythm. And God is no different. God is no different. God moves in rhythms. You see, Jesus' life, a lot of times we look at it one-dimensionally. And it's really just a, a part of him coming, living, dying, raising again, forgiving us of our sins. And that's, that's how we look at Jesus, and that's the biggest part of him. And that's where we, the biggest part that we take in is that Jesus is our get-out-of-hell-free card. But the reality is, is that Jesus actually came to live as an example for us to follow. His life, his patterns, his rhythms are all an exact thing that we are meant to follow. Jesus has a specific rhythm that we look in Scripture that we see that he would work, he would heal, he would teach, he would preach. But then he would take time to go off and rest and pray. This is the rhythm of Jesus. I want to take some. I want to take some time and go over some scripture with you uh, this morning, just to kind of highlight this behavior of Jesus. Luke chapter five verse sixteen uh, just plainly puts it. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He got away. Matthew chapter fourteen verse twenty three through twenty three. I love this section of scripture. If you were with us um, on Wednesday, Uncle Brandon from Palms Church actually taught a little bit about this. And it says, immediately, I love it, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Now, parents know exactly what this is. Parents know exactly what this is. This is, I'm getting rid of the kids. I'm making them move on to something else so that way I can get some time alone. Hey, guess what? You are going to grandma's. You have no choice. You are going over to grandma's house, and you are staying the entire weekend. No, I don't care there isn't Wi-Fi. You're going. Right? This is, this is I'm kicking you onto the boat. This is, I'm putting you in the living room, caging you in with as many fences as possible, putting on a movie, and I'm hiding in the bathroom for 15 minutes. Like, this is exactly what Jesus is doing. He's putting his disciples on the boat saying, hey, you guys are going to go ahead while I dismiss the crowd. And it says, after he dismissed the crowd, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. He got rid of his disciples, gave them the boot, 
and said, and said, I am going to go find some time alone to pray and recharge. Next we have in Matthew, and I believe it's either Matthew or Mark, 4, 35 through 38. And it says, that day when the evening came, this is a fun section of scripture too, by the way. Jesus is fun. Like if you if you come to church and you think that Jesus is not fun, you haven't read your Bible. Like you need to start digging in because Jesus is a funny dude. Like he 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 makes me start feeling normal when I start reading the Bible. It's great. Matthew Matthew says this. It says that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, "Let us go over to the other side." Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall, a.k.a. a storm, came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was, the, it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern front of the boat, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? So Jesus goes and hops up in the boat, and he's in the front of the boat, and the boat, all of a sudden a storm comes. He's like, I'm taking a nap, first of all. I'm taking a nap. He goes and lays down. He's had a long day. He lays down, and all of a sudden a storm comes. And who knows, there ain't nothing better than to sleep between the sound of the rain and the storm. My God, somebody give him some praise on today for that one. Lord Jesus, there ain't nothing like that rain tapping on the window. So, but he's actually in the storm, so I don't know. But anyway, he, he's, he's, uh, he's in the front of the boat, and the storm is coming. And it's so bad that the boat is filling up with water. And the boat is starting to sink. But guess what? Jesus ain't about to be bothered. Jesus said, I am taking a nap. Like, when they, they like, Master, do you care? Jesus is like, yeah, but I'm taking a nap. Like, he gets up, he calms the storm, and he just, like, looks at them like they're crazy. And it's like, oh, you have little faith. And he goes back to sleep. Jesus took his rest seriously. Jesus took his time to recharge seriously. So much he didn't care that the boat was sinking. How many, how many of us in life are, are so serious about our rest that we don't care when our boat is sinking? I guarantee none of us. <laughs> because the moment that that account, that bank account start getting a little, little low, we start getting squeamish. Right? The moment that we have a fight in our house, we start getting squeamish. The moment things start going a little haywire in our house, squeamish. I know I do. I get super squeamish. But Jesus sets the example that rest is super serious, and he takes it very seriously. But so many of us ignore Christ's example and choose to destroy the natural rhythm that God created in our lives. Did you know that 36% of Americans have not taken a vacation in two years? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling real good now. Thank you. <laughs> 36% of Americans have not taken a vacation in two years. That is a long time. Then 51% of us haven't taken a vacation in a year. Did you know that one in four Americans don't take holidays off? They refuse to take any holidays off. It's actually more than that. It's actually 27%. 27% of Americans will work through every single holiday because they know that that, that holiday pay is really nice. And they just keep on going. Like, I heard a right. <laughs> Someone's like, yep. <laughs> it's real nice. I like getting a, <laughs> that double check <laughs> at the end of Christmas. But it's destroying our lives. But a lot of us look up to people that are considered hustlers and go-getters, like Grant Cardone or Gary, or Gary V. Especially if you're part of the younger generation, you definitely know about Gary V. Gary V is everywhere. 
But one thing about these two people that are just very, very interesting to me is that they're both ballers, they're both hustlers, they're both go-getters, but they have two very different ideas on rest. When Gary Vee was asked about rest, Gary Vee said that he goes all in with what he's doing in the moment. If he is hustling, if he is grinding, if it is during the weekday, he is all in until it's closing time. He is all in on those days, giving everything he has to the work that he's doing in that moment. But the moment that the weekend comes, he turns his phone off and spends time with family. Doesn't think about it, doesn't do anything, and he is all in. When he said, when he first started, he would take like a week's vacation. But now he, he refuses to only take a week, takes up to five weeks every year. So that way he can take time to be with his family and to rest and recharge. And he said that he is like a serial rester. Like you could come in and punch him in the face and he's not moving. Because he knows that in order to be able to do the work that he is supposed to do, that he needs to rest and recharge. And that if he wants his family to survive while he's doing this, he has to rest and recharge. But then we have Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone is like, if you've heard of 10X, he is a real estate guru. He is high energy. Like he, he, after you listen to him talk, you just want to run through like 10 brick walls. Like you just want to just go, 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 go. Buy every house you can. Sell it. I mean, you want to do everything you can, right? Like, I, like you get done and you all of a sudden you have your real estate license. You don't even know how you did it. Like you just, he, he's just that kind of guy. He has that kind of energy. But he said this. He said, God created the universe in six days and took a break. Most people take Saturdays and Sundays off, and they didn't create anything. Rest is overrated. Start working harder. He actually said recently, too, rest, we need to let the rest rest so that way we can be the best. I was like, that's kind of cheesy. But <laughs> he said, let the rest rest. So don't, don't rest so that way you can be the best. And it's a great quote. Like, this, that, that quote about God creating the universe is ridiculous. Like, all of a sudden, like, I don't even agree with him, and suddenly I felt convicted about taking naps, right? Like, he's like, you need to work harder. You need to go 24-7 as much as you can until you reach your goals. But the problem with that, the problem with that is that that leads to burnout. It leads to chronic sleep deprivation. It leads to lower job performance. It leads to sickness, leads to depression, broken marriages, and broken relationships. When you just go, 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 and you choose not to rest, and you choose not to stay in a rhythm, all of these things can happen. I want to bring my boy Matt up to help me out with somebody. Everybody give it up for Matt. I want to... I want to shout out Matt real quick as he gets ready, because Matt... When Pastor John was a youth pastor, Matt was one of his youth students. And when I was interning under Pastor John uh, in youth ministry, Matt was one of the first students that I was, like, kind of responsible for. And I put kind of in quotes, like, for real, like, kind of responsible for. And I just love the fact that now we see it, see it come full circle and Matt is serving in our church. Like, how awesome is that? Like, he started out in youth and now is serving at Lifehouse. So, Matt, I just love you. One thing about Matt that I absolutely love as well is that Matt can play almost any instrument. 
Matt is absolutely, thank you. Matt is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to instruments. You, You don't understand how mad it used to make me as a teenager what this kid could do. I could barely play the triangle on beat. And this dude is like playing like a million instruments. Like every week he come up for worship practice playing something different. I'm like, who are you? Like, like, how much time do you have like, to learn all these instruments? But Matt's going to help me out with something. So, Matt, I'm going to ask a couple questions, and then I need you to help me out with some things. So my first question is, what, what is it called? See, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm learning. What is it called when you, when you hit this thing? Uh, a beat, I'm assuming. Beat, all right, beat. beat. Uh, I think you told me one time a hit. Something I hit, I don't know. He hit the drums, right? Now, I want you all to go to a place with me in, in our minds. Now, let's say we're here on a Sunday morning. Isaiah's up here leading us in worship. He's crying, per usual. <laughs> He's up here crying. Carrie's back there crying somewhere, he, and secretively. Um, the Spirit's moving, or moving. We're all we're all here in worship, and we're about to sing like Amazing Grace or something. And all of a sudden, Matt starts playing like this. Thank you, Matt. Now, now Matt, what he did there is every single beat <laughs> that he could possibly play, Matt played, right? Matt played that beat, and that's not working, especially in worship. You trying to walk in worship, that is not happening. That I, I wasn't even, I was thinking about trying to sing Amazing Grace, and then I couldn't even figure out where to start. Like, I was, just now, I was trying, because we didn't practice this. So I didn't know that that was going to be quite like that. So I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> so, so, Matt, I, let, so if we were to take some breaks in there, right, we were to take some breaks in there, you weren't hitting every single beat. Matt, what, what is that called? Arrest. Say that again? Arrest. It's called arrest. So if you were to add some rests into all those hits, what, what would it sound like, Matt? Okay. I can work with that. Can you work with that? Do we have any rappers in the room? Keys in the ignition, and I'm ready to go. Revving up the engine, ready to spit this flow. Ate some Jesus beans, now I'm all gassed up. Ready to go hard like a Big Mac truck. I'm ready for spiritual arson, set this world on fire. Get this party jumping like a Southern Baptist choir. Get your ears ready and turn up the bass. Cause the Christ in the building gonna rock this place. Hey, give it up for Matt, everybody. Give it up for Matt, everybody. Now, look, that was fun. But look, there's, there's a point to this. Be, go hard, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a point to this. The point is, without rest, there can be no rhythm. Let me say that again. Without rest, there could be no rhythm. He said those moments that he was not hitting the drum, not on the beat, was called a rest. Without the rest, there will be no rhythm. And if we're trying to live our lives on a rhythm, you have to have rest. You have to have rest. You have to have time to recharge. You know, I often find myself in, in life to be the most hectic and out of control when I begin to replace my, my rest with hits. When I begin to replace my rest with beats. When I begin, my life is in a, is in a normal rhythm and things are happening and I'm going about my merry life. And then all of a sudden, I have to add something, right? All of a sudden, an unexpected bill shows up. 
All of a sudden, my kid has, I have to take him to the doctor. All of a sudden, I got to I gotta make sure I mow the lawn. I got to make sure I got to do all these different things. Life continues to circle around. All of a sudden, my bank account ain't looking like it's supposed to be. They're telling me I'm supposed to get my 401K correct, and I'm not correct. And they're telling me that I need to be farther along in my life than I really am, and I'm not. But I need to keep going. And I need, see that we're trying to go on vacation, and I have a son now, so I'm trying to get ready for his college. And I'm trying to do all these different things. And all of a sudden, I'm keeping going. I'm adding, adding, and adding, adding, and adding adding, adding, and I'm all out of rhythm. And all of a sudden, I'm left with just a mess. I'm left with just a mess. I'm left with broken. I'm left tired. I'm left not anywhere near where God wants me to be. I'm left um, in an emotional wreck. My family's torn apart. Church, we need to wake up and realize how important it is to rest. And I know that sounds right crazy because it is so countercultural to everything that our culture tells us to do. It's the exact opposite. But you need to understand, we need to understand that there is an enemy out there. There is an enemy that wants to see your life destroyed. And the easiest way for him to destroy your life is to get you to hand over your rest. Because the moment that you start handing over your rest, everything in your life begins to change. Because all of a sudden, your, your body can't handle but so much. Your attitude begins to change. All of a sudden, your, your marriage begins to fall apart because you can't handle it. Your relationships begin to fall apart. And all of a sudden, you're isolated all by yourself, beating your drum to death. And at that moment, that's when the enemy says, I'm either going to take you physically or spiritually, one of the two. And that's a hard truth to swallow. Trust me. At 28 years old, that's a hard idea to swallow. Because there's so many days where I feel like I am not where I'm supposed to be. That I'm not, I need to be further ahead financially. I need to be further ahead for, for my son. I need to be further ahead for my wife. There's so many times where I just want to beat the drum and beat the drum. And I want to grind and I want to pick up extra jobs. And I want to do all these different things to get myself ready and get myself set and in a safe place. But then I realize, find out that I'm killing myself. And I'm not just killing myself, I'm killing my marriage. And I'm kill, killing my relationship with my son. And I'm killing my relationship even more so with God. Because I begin to replace my time with him with work. I begin to take away my time in his presence and replace it with work. We see this in the Bible. One of my favorite memes on the planet, I love church memes, by the way. There is nothing better than a good church meme. And you're sitting there talking, and one of the, one of the best ones where it talks about Elijah. And Elijah has had a lot going on. The queen's after him. He's, he's having a rough time. He's having a mental breakdown having an emotional breakdown, and all of a sudden God takes him to a cave, puts him to sleep, and gives him some food, and it's like all of a sudden he comes to his senses. When re so in reality, the brother just needed a nap and a snack, right? <laughs> like the reality is, and I know, like, the, and like you said, that's a word, right? Like so many of us really just need a nap and a snack. Like, but we're just going so hard all the time and going so fast all the time that we forget that we even eat. We forget to take time to rest in God's presence and let him fill us again. We try to work so hard, we get caught in this rat race, that, and we just get going in circles and circles and circles, and we're caught on a wheel, just spinning, and we forget that we can just step off. And that God has called us and made an example for us to step off. So take your vacations. Take your weekends. Live it up. Get some rest. You know, 
Yes, Jesus. You know, <clears throat> one of the things I love about God is that God oftentimes takes the physical things in our lives, the physical facts in our lives, and to help us understand spiritual principles. He uses physical things on this planet to help us understand what he's trying to tell us in the spiritual. And one of the things that he uses best is rest. One of the things he uses best is rest. When we think of rest, a lot of times we think of unplugging, getting off the grid, sleeping, going dormant, hibernating, or just plain old deactivating, getting away, getting out in the woods where there's no service, nothing going on, and especially church folk. Don't, church folk, if we unplug, we unplug for real. Like, we don't just unplug, like, physically from the physical word. We, we unplug spiritually. We have a tendency, like, we're not just not answering the phone. We're not going to church. I don't want to hear, this is me, like, I don't want to hear a worship song. I don't want, my devotional for the week is no judges, chapter free, verse leave me alone. Okay? And it's that section of that scripture where, you know, he casts his bait out on the other side and catches all the other fish. That's me. Like, I'm, I'm going to go on vacation, and I'm just going to fish. I ain't worried about it. I don't want to hear a thing about church or anything. But the reality is that's not how rest works. That's not how rest works. Rest, um, rest is actually intentional, active, and engaging. I'm going to say that again. Rest is intentional, active, and engaging. When you, when you rest, your body heals. It grows. It balances hormones. It fights germs and sickness. It balances your blood sugar. And praise God, it burns calories. Thank you, Jesus, for that one. I'm working. I need more rest in my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, see, when we, when we rest spiritually, we should also be intentional, active, and engaging. But just maybe it just needs to look a little different than what we normally do. Maybe instead of jumping and shouting, it's quietly soaking in his presence. Just turning on some worship music and just just chilling in his presence. Maybe instead of studying the Greek origin of a verse, maybe it's going to the beach and people watching and praying. Make sure you pray for the people that you people watch. Because that's how I found out how to make it spiritual because I love people watching. And then I pray for those people because, you know, they be trifling. So... Like, they need help. So, but maybe it's just sitting in silence and listening for the voice of God. Maybe it's just sitting in silence and listening for the voice of God. Spiritual rest is not disengagement. It's actually quite the opposite. Another thing that God teaches us through, through rest is reliance on him. Reliance on him. We physically rely on rest. Have y'all ever gone, like, without sleep for a while? What happens to you? You start going crazy, right? You start losing your mind. I'll never forget when we brought my son home from the hospital. And for the first, for the first couple of days, like, I wanted to be super dad. Like, I'm going to show my wife how great of a husband I am. Like, I'm going to stay up with this baby. She's going to sleep. She's going to rest. Like, next thing you know, she's going to wake up. It's going to be six weeks later, and we're going to be good. Right? Inside joke. Okay. So, um. Like, we're going to be fine. So I'm like, I'm like, I get the baby. I got the baby. I'm holding him. We're, we're doing good. We're watching podcasts on the couch all night long. Like, 20, over 24 hours goes by. My wife and my mother-in-law came up to help us out with the baby. And she comes up, and she's like, well, let me change his diaper or whatever. I'm like, cool, you change his diaper. And, like, suddenly, like, I don't know what happened, right? But suddenly I had, like, my 17th wind 
kick in, and, like, I'm locked in, right? I'm locked in on my wife. I'm like, babe, you should just go back to sleep. You should just go back to sleep. I'm good. I got this baby. It's, it's going to be fine. Like, yeah, you got to feed it because I can't. But you, you're going to, you like, you just go to sleep. I got this. I got, I'm telling you, I have this. I feel like I can run a marathon. Well, actually, not a marathon, just like a mile. I can run a mile. And... <laughs> And I got, I'm telling you, I got this. Like, no, it's no problem. I'm going to hold the baby for another 24 hours. Don't worry about it. I can go without sleep. They not, I'm literally talking like that. Like, I just go on a million miles an hour. And they, my wife and my mother-in-law both look at me and say, do you know what you look like right now? I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> I'm ready. Like, I got this. And they're like, why don't you just go try to lay down? I'm like, okay, I'll go try. But I'm telling you, I'm ready to go. You understand. I got my, like, fight walk on. I'm like, I'm ready to go. So, but I'll tell you this. I remember going into the bedroom, nothing else. I remember nothing else. My wife said that literally, like, 30 seconds after I went to the bedroom, she just heard snoring. Like, just gone. My body went out. Like, it was like, we are shutting down. Like, my my brother-in-law, he's in, or he just got out of the Marines. And I just want to say, after hearing some of the stories from him, I just want to say thank you to every single person who serves or has served for our country. Thank you for that. He was telling me some things. Um, they would make him stay up crazy hours. Like, like I thought the baby thing was bad. No. <laughs> like, crazy hours where he would stay out in front and they would put him on a post. And he said it got so bad that he would see shadow people in the trees. And he would call people for help. And they come down and they're like, like there's nobody here. Like, there is nobody. He's like, I'm telling you, there's people. And it's because of lack of rest. We physically rely on sleep. Without it, we go crazy. Have you ever tried to live your life without God? Have you ever tried to live your life without relying on God? You go crazy. <laughs> you live your life crazy. Things, things are not normal. Your life begins to spit out of control. Your life, you can't handle it anymore. I see... I love Psalm 23, the beginning of it. Now, I never thought about this as a violent scripture. Psalm 23 is a beautiful passage. You should all read it. Most of us have probably read it. But it specifically says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. I've read that all my life, and I've never once thought about that in such a violent way until I realized that God sometimes has to put us down. (laughs) Like sometimes God has to say, lay down. Like I do to my dog, lay down. <laughs> Go lay down. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> like, sometimes, he'll, sometimes he has to put us down. And see, I find myself that my life is the most crazy, the most out of control, the most nuts. When I begin to get out of rhythm, I change my rest to beats, and I, my rhythm is no longer the same as God's. You know, life is better with him in first chair. For those of you in the music world, you understand what a first chair is. For those of us who are not in the music, I was not, so I had to learn. First chair, there in every single section of instruments, there's always someone in the first chair, meaning they're the leader of the group. They kind of set the tone, set the beat, set everything else for everybody to follow. And I find in my life when, my life is much better when I let God take the lead. And I let God take, show me the rhythm, and I follow his rhythm that he set out before me. That's when I find that my life works the best. But the moment that I don't allow him to be first chair and the moment that I try to take first chair, my life begins to fall apart. 
Jesus has gone and already set the example for us. And he, is a, he's, he has sat in the first chair. All we have to do is follow. But the moment that we decide to take control of that first chair and lead our own life, that's when things begin to fall apart. I want to leave you with this, with this section of Scripture. And if the worship team will come forward. Um, Matthew 28 through 30. I'm going to read this in the NIV, and then I want to read it in the message version because the message version breaks it down really good for us in our, in our everyday language. And it says this. He says this. Come to me, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, this is what it says in the message version. I absolutely love this in the message version. It says, are you tired, worn out? Are you burned, burned out on religion? Anybody ever in here been burned out on religion? See, religion, and, and some of my uh, more seasoned saints, they know the, they know the, the saying. The people come and, t- come and talk about religion like, I, I don't follow a religion. I have a relationship. You've probably heard that before. And it sounds super cliche, but it is so true. It is so true. We don't follow a religion. We have a relationship with the creator of the universe. Religion says this. says you have to earn your rest. You have to work to get rest. You have to work to receive grace. You have to earn salvation. You have to earn your rewards. But relationship says that it's already given. Relationship says that Jesus says, I've already done the work. I've already set the rhythm. I've already set the tone. All you have to do is receive it. Then it says this, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. You'll recover your life. You know what I love about that? That tells me that it's not too late. It's not too late. It doesn't matter how out of rhythm you've gotten. It doesn't matter how much rust you've taken or taken a change into beats. It doesn't matter how much you've worked yourself into the ground. It doesn't matter. You can still recover your life. There's still time to change. There's still time for to let God lead the way and be first chair. There is still time to recover your life. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me and watch how I do it. See, that's that active and engaging part. He, wants, he doesn't want to just do everything for you. He wants you to walk with him. He wants you to walk with him. Engage with me. Come with me. Work with me, and I'll show you how to live your best life. I'll show you how to live your life to the fullest. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Then it says this, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The one thing I absolutely love about this is talking about the unforced rhythm of grace. The unforced rhythm of grace. God is a gentleman. He's never going to force his rhythm on you. God's never going to force his rhythm on you. He's never going to force you to be a certain way. He's going to let you do your thing because he loves you. Force doesn't equal love. So he wants you to, to freely join in his rhythm, right? And the thing is, it's the rhythm of grace. See, here's the thing. Life is not guaranteed to be great. Life is going to be hard sometimes. 
There's going to be times where you struggle. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be times where you're going to face disappointment. But the beauty of the rhythm of grace is that you can take all of those things that burden you, and you can go daily and hand them over to God and jump into his rhythm of grace and then go back, have more life come, give it back over to God. Life comes, you hand it over to God. It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm of grace where he just, hand, he just freely gives it to you. He says, I'll take it. I'll take your burdens. I'll take your sins. I'll take the things that happen to you. I'll take uh, the struggles of life. Let me have it, and you, you, you just let me hold you. Let me wrap my arms around you. Let me give you grace. Let me show you how to rest and rest in me. See, Jesus gave us the example to live. He worked hard. He did what he had to do uh, for people. He took on a lot of burdens, faced a lot of hateful people. There were many days where people tried to kill him, wanted to kill him, were plotting to kill him. But he went and chose to find rest in the rhythm of grace with God. He chose to find rest in the rhythm of grace with God. Thank you again for joining us today. If you need prayer, have any questions about what you just heard, or say yes to Jesus, please reach out to us at LifehouseNN.com or text 757-690-2401. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and help guide you through the next step in your faith journey. In the meantime, we hope you'll join us online next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at LifehouseOnline.com or in person for a live worship service at 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Kiln Creek Regal Theater in Newport News, Virginia. Visit lifehousenn.com for more information or to RSVP for a live service.